Hello and welcome to episode four of The Real Film Shady with me, Martin. And me, Katrina. How are you, Katrina? I mean, I'm alright, but I feel like you should be asking my lawyer that. Because after that last podcast, I think that's the only way we can communicate now. It's through lawyers. Through lawyers? Yeah, for anyone that's listening, me and Martin are actually in separate rooms right now recording this because I fell out with them over Titanic. I don't know about you, Katrina, but the feedback I received were all I, Team Martin. Aye, because it's all the people that think like you that you asked. Well, I know my audience. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the room and that's uh, it. Okay. People, honestly, they, they were just so happy that someone with a voice... No, don't give us your bullshit. <laughs> go on, go on, try it, go Someone on. with a voice put across their views as well as what I did on the podcast last mm, time. No, because from what I heard is everyone loves Titanic and you're just a weirdo. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. What did we watch this week, Katrina? <laughs> we watched The Departed, or as you say, The Departed. The Departed. And I think I spent the film, film just going, are you a knack? Because it had the accent, which was... Yeah. I didn't realise, like, see, we've obviously been to Boston, right? And I don't think... Not that I was actually, like, picking up on it, but I don't think I ever, like, ever heard anyone talk like that. No. The Bostonians talked like that. Yeah, but the... anyone that we talked to, did they talk like that? Uh, none of them said things like departed or knack. It's no, like the AR words. There was, well, I mean, they went to like the soccer, as they call it. So, and they just said it was like the soccer, like that. That was a really bad Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's, I like the accent. It's not a very sexy accent, but it's quite a funny accent. Mm, I don't know, um, Matt, Matt Damon with a Boston accent. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio with a Boston accent. Mark Wahlberg with a Boston accent. It's a good cast, that's all I'm saying. Do you want to bring them into this relationship and I'll depart? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so tell the listeners what it's about, Katrina. Right. So essentially, start a film, you see a um, young boy kind of getting talked to by Jack Nicholson, who obviously you kind of... He's the head honcho. He's the big, big chief guy. Um, and it later then transpires that is obviously Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Sullivan. So, uh, you'll need to do the names, because I just know Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson. To be fair, throughout like the last Mark three Walker. episodes of the podcast, we don't really talk much about character names. It's no. just actors that we refer to. Um, so obviously you see Leonardo DiCaprio and... Matt Damon in police training, mm-hmm. so they're going to become police officers. So you see them obviously going through the training, kind of getting themselves all sorted. You see, kind of Jack Nicholson kind of whispering in Matt Damon's ear, just kind of like, right. and then obviously they graduate. And what then happens is they get pulled into the office, the Boston PD office. So you've got Mark Wahlberg and who's the kind of Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Um, and you see, obviously, um, Matt Damon goes in and they're like, welcome to the force. Good to have you, you know, plain clothes. Here's what we do here. We take down big crime units. So essentially mob bosses and deal with all that kind of stuff. Go and find your desk. Cheerio. And then obviously as he's going out, you see Leonardo DiCaprio. The two of them have never actually met before. No. No, they don't. Although they went through like the police, I think it was. Yeah, like, it was different. It was different. No, uh-huh. It wasn't the same thing. So then, obviously, you see Leonardo DiCaprio going in, and they're like, "Oh, well, we know who your dad is," 
and you know he i think he back in the day was you know quite yeah into the crime mm-hmm. so they're like so why are you in why, why why are you here why do you want your police are you working are you going to be mm-hmm. like your dad's you know undercover and he's like no no i don't know what you're on about blah 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 so then obviously kind of transpires that they're looking to set a leonardo DiCaprio undercover mm-hmm. with jack nicholson with his yeah so they're trying to bring Bob. Leonardo DiCaprio's character, put him mm-hmm. undercover yep. in Castello's gang, basically. Yep. Okay, but unbeknown to the Boston Police Department. They've got Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Undercover for the mob. Uh-huh. In the police. Yeah. So it's like, they switched. Everyone's a rat, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone's a and rat. It's, yeah, it's... Um, I'll give you it was it was a good film because it's one of those ones that you... good film. Bear in mind that you gave Titanic a fucking five out of five. It's Titanic. And you just described the Departed as a five. <laughs> it's just... a it's a good film. <laughs> so, it's I liked it because you can obviously see they're like both double agents. Yeah, so you've got basically a cop. Who is undercover in the gang and a gangster who's undercover in the cop Uh department. What would you rather be? Bear in mind. I don't know, I just think I'd be very stressed in any situation. That would I mean you're you're gonna get give yourself an ulcer for a stuff. Like, for sure. Well I think if you're if you're a cop undercover, obviously it's a Absolute commitment. You need to switch yourself off. Oh, you're there twenty four seven. you Uh switch yourself off from the absolute world. Mm -hmm. Like denounce your family and all that stuff but then if you're a you'd need to completely change like and i suppose in both situations you would probably be like you need to change your whole personality you need to pretend for so long that you know how you see in like also the shows that we watch and they go undercover for like two years and then it's like they go rogue because they've then just forgotten that they're actually undercover i dare say it would be a bit easier to be a gangster who is undercover as a cop Mm. because you could still have some sense of a normal life. You, it yeah. might be a bit of a charade. It might be sort of all lies, but you well, must. Well, you your girlfriend and stuff. Aye, you must sort of because your colleagues there. Yeah. Whereas if are you seeing as the film went on, you seen that Leonardo DiCaprio just kind of starting to slowly aye lose isolated it because if he's just well. like I can't do this anymore, you need to get me out. Like I've got nobody. Well, that's the thing. Like if if Matt Damon's character gets caught talking to. A gangster. Mm-hmm. You could just say I was questioning them. Yeah, whereas, or he was one of my, my CIs, or uh-huh. whatever as they call them. Yeah. Whereas if Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets caught talking to a cop, right, he's going to be by the gangsters. Are you an Are you an So it's... I would probably think being a gangster, undercover in the police, mm-hmm. might be a bit easier. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Right. But like you said earlier on, really good cast. Really good cast, a lot of Jack Nicholson's big a names, big weird, fantastic. And he's probably up there actor. with like um, Anthony Hopkins, just that kind of like era of just really good actors. Yeah, just plays like just you you could name like ten films. He had a few weird demands. So it? obviously it was set in Boston. Mm-hmm. This is one of my fun facts for you. Well, okay, you're gonna hit it with the fun facts. Right. Right so here. obviously it was set in Boston, mm-hmm. but Jack Nicholson was a big uh, Yankees fan, oh, right. New York Yankees, oh, and he's also quite a big LA Lakers fan. Oof. 
So one of his demands was that he didn't have to wear any Boston Celtics or Boston yeah. Red Sox so, uh, um, merchandise. So that was one of his demands. He did. He couldn't betray his sports teams, uh, even if it was for. I mean, to be fair, any time. Not that he paid much attention to his clothes, but I don't even think any other characters, apart from Leonardo's Boston Red Sox. Aye. Right? Mm-hmm. That was probably the only thing I was like, oh, he's got a Boston Red Sox just because we went there. Well, Jack Nicholson said no, no there. So you had Jack Nicholson, you had Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, who brought up in Boston. Mm. I don't know if he was born there, but he was definitely raised there. Because mm-hmm. um, he was, one of the interviews afterwards for him was saying that uh, he was playing the type of cop that would have arrested him back in the day. Because yeah. obviously he was in a lot of trouble yeah, back in his younger years. So he was like, it's quite a transformation for him to then be on the other side yeah. of it for a change. Um, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Damon, as she said as well, mm-hmm. and then Martin Sheen and so on and so forth. But yeah. it was also Martin Scorsese's. It's one of his best films anyway, if not the best film that he's done. Mm. What got him uh, an Oscar as well, so did. Mm-hmm. One and only Oscar for him. Mm. Okay. So I, Leonardo DiCaprio's best film. Mm. <laughs> if that's your opinion... <clears throat> That's your opinion. It's it's got to be up there. I mean, he's had a fair few, so. I know, but I'm I'm calling it. That's because he's the only one that you like. Oh, he's done loads. Yeah. Like Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. Catch Me If You Can, all those ones. Mm-hmm. But um, Titanic. Done a few lower budget ones. <laughs> did you, did you not read <laughs> my fun facts? Like that was not low budget. That um, was not low budget. But aye, my opinion is that's his best film. My question to you is though, better yeah. than Ryan Gosling. Imagine if Ryan Gosling was in that. I feel like I need to bring it up because it's happened every other podcast, so we're just going to go for it now. I don't know. Could Ryan... you see Ryan Gosling in that? I don't Because I mean, it, you, there was a lot of kind of like well, serious. Aye, I don't know if Ryan Gosling could do the Bostonian accent. <laughs> I mean, they'd probably just give him a little he just doesn't need to talk. It doesn't seem to have that range. Mm. But um, no, no. Okay. I don't think he was, uh, was he about back then? I don't know. 2007 or so? 2006. That's what it was. Mm. So my only main gripe, I know you were like, remember I was like, oh, I'm going to take notes and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Mm. Taste your own medicine. So my only thing would be as we mentioned at the start, you see them going through the police academy and then graduating. And then it's like, the next day, they're detectives. That doesn't happen. <laughs> like, you're looking at me, but that doesn't happen. Like, you go through and then what normally then happens is you've got like, uniforms, you're like patrolling the beat. You then need to take a test to become a detective. Well, from what I've seen in... TV shows, TV shows, TV shows, <laughs> all of them, so it must be a thing. I don't think you can just rock up and be like, do you know what, buddy? I've just graduated, but I'm going to be a detective. You need, you need to sit test, you need to have so much experience. And it's just all of a sudden, we're like, do you know what, him and him and him. One with us. That doesn't happen. Aye, but I'm assuming, like, you're not going to watch that bit. I mean, it's like a film that's on for two and a half hours, they're not going to waste any time. Well, but even if they've just done, like, a wee, like, five-year jump or something. Oh no, because they can't, there's a big mob boss running around riot, they can't leave that up hanging for five years. 
Well, that was my thing. It just seemed a bit like, really? Just graduated and all of a sudden you're... I mean, we watched Islands of the Lambs and she was still a cadet. She didn't even graduate at that point. I know, but she'd obviously been... So it obviously out. happens more than what you think. Well, obviously in films it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen in real life because it was detectives well, out there that haven't even graduated. Jodie Foster but... hadn't left Quantico yet. Right. So, nah. That mm. point is nah, muted. It's just, null and void. So oh, here we go. Here we go. Null and void. It's just because I'm picking up on things that you don't like. Um, my other thing, not a gripe on the actual film, but just see with the obviously them being in, well, him, Matt Damon being in obviously the police station. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like just there was a lot of testosterone in there, and I just couldn't be arsed with that. Was a lot of like dog eat dog. Did you get that? Watching it, well, I just felt as if like nobody was your pal. They were all trying to one up you just to get like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna close this case and I'm gonna get this and I'm, and I just couldn't be arsed with that. I dare say that, in that type of scenario, no, I, anyway, there would be a lot. I, of... No, I dare say that would because it's obviously everyone wants to get ahead. I get that. But I just felt as if it was just it was just a lot of anger. Well, I like Baldwin's character tried to bring in a wee bit of humour when aye. he was doing his, his debriefings. But I just felt as if, like, aye, it was just like they were any colleagues that were like... Well, Mark Wahlberg. They were out to get you, kind of thing. Mark Wahlberg's like, character take, was take your, very angry. Take your job away from you, kind of thing. And it's just... That's not funny. You're not cut out to be a, a cop? Apparently not. Just you a cop? <laughs> you a cop? You a knack? <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I'm a lover, not a fire. Nah, I don't think you would last then. Nah, I don't think it would. Do you know, I just couldn't be arsed. I just think, like, imagine going into your work every single day and having to constantly just be, like, on edge or if somebody said something to you, you need to say something back, otherwise they've they've won that conversation. That's, that's knack then. I couldn't be bothered with that. A lot of it will come down to the credit as well, though. Well, that's it. I think it's just like, oh, well done, you you closed that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. You know, we won mark to me, a zero to you kind of thing. It's yeah. also, cause it's I, it, must, it, must, it must be like that, that you get the credit, you mm. get the acknowledgement, because, mm-hmm. again, when they were at the driving range, Alec Baldwin's like, oh, you've got an immaculate record. Mm-hmm. Not many people trust people with immaculate records, but I do, because Aye. I've got one. Yeah. So... There must be something like that. Like you need to be out to constantly impress mm-hmm. and constantly stay one step ahead of people who run about you. Just and if you do, you'll probably get selected for assignments before you even graduate. Well, apparently so. <laughs> so, what was your best bit about this? Mm. What would be the best bit? I did quite like the kind of concept of it, the fact that, like I said, you were seeing, obviously because Leonardo DiCaprio, he had to go to jail for like, Aye. was it four years or something, to make yeah, it look nah, as I if, don't know. But he make it look as if like, beefed up, didn't he, you seen him do the sort of, aye, topless he still, he still looks bloody 17 years old or something yeah, like that, so he does. It's good genes. Um, but, obviously you see him, he they essentially when they went we know who your dad is and what you're going to cover we're going to make it look like you've dropped out the cadet school you've assaulted served, somebody uh, you've served, you've time, served time to make it look as if like you're trustworthy uh-huh. 
gangsters. So if they're doing research, then they'll, they'll know, right, okay, well, he's actually had a bit of time inside and he's dropped out and blah, 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 blah. So it's quite good to kind of see, obviously, then him infiltrate the mob side of things and kind of get close mm-hmm. to Jack Nicholson. But then, obviously, on the other side of that, you've seen the relationship between, like, Jack Nicholson and Matt Damon and how, again, you've seen Matt Damon when he was a wee boy Jack Nicholson's like, morning son, I'll, I'll look after you, that kind of thing. You think you would do that? Stick to me and, and you, you'll go far. Right. But then it was, as the film went on, it was just basically his bitch. But you, it was one of those ones that it took Matt Damon, obviously, to shit hit in the fan for him to go, you've completely just used me my whole life because you wanted an inside man. Do you think if you were in a, a wee cafe mm-hmm. and a middle-aged man comes up to you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, and starts to like buy comics and all that stuff and say, stick with me. Nah. I mean, it's the type of thing that your parents warn you against, isn't it? Well, I was just going to say, like, yeah, it's one of those ones that I think in any situation, if somebody started doing that, you would just be like, Alarm bells. Nah, that's... Nah. Stranger dangers. Well, yeah. And again, like, well, exactly like you say, your mum and dad have taught you from a very early it age. Seems if somebody quite come... a lot of gangster films. Like, was it, it Goodfellas as well? Aye. It started off dead young mm. and sort of grew up into the, the mob type mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. So... So, I... just like a bit of grooming, apparently. Oh, Essentially, that's what you say, it... just in case... Some baddies are listening to it, but... <laughs> Take points. <laughs> but, um, no, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like if a middle-aged man came up and started stick with me and I'll show you the world. Like <laughs> <laughs> a really shit version of, like, Aladdin. <laughs> but, um, I just, I feel like I would... I'd run another more way. sense to, yeah. to walk away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be quite as, as trustworthy. Um... What about if you're the... Whose baby did you think it was? So the psychiatrist obviously started oh, having wow. relations with both of them. So she was originally going out with Matt, Matt Damon, Damon. Moved in. Moved in and everything. Aye. And then yeah. had a bit of a kind of... Well, Leonardo she was DiCaprio, seen sort of Leonardo DiCaprio as a, as a client through obviously the probation. Because obviously being in jail, this was once a week or whatever it was, he had to go and meet her as the probation. And obviously just got... Is that what it was? Aye. Oh my days. So, this is the best film ever, you don't even... Aye, that's what that was. I thought it was just because he was undercover and that's no. part of the... Well, I think it was in order to keep tabs on him, but they used the excuse of, right, you've been in jail, this is your probation. Mm-hmm. Your probation is, you don't do X, Y and Z, and once a week or once a month, you can't be the psychiatrist. See, I pick up on these things. I should pay attention when we watch your films. That's right. Okay. Unlike, Who's baby do you think it was? I've got a funny feeling they would have probably done it as like Leonardo DiCaprio's. But there's a very high chance that it was also Matt Damon's. But, I think they, they, uh, in the film we watched, the version we watched, mm-hmm. I think they would make it out to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Aye. There was an extended version, like a deleted scene oh, okay. on the bonus features. Oh. Um which is on YouTube somewhere, but I never watched it, so I don't really know what happened in it. So I can't explain it any further. Okay, good to know. <laughs> but I, um, 
-hmm. Again, psychiatrist mm -hmm. compromising position. But then technically she said that um uh, she discharged. She she was like, I'm gonna refer you to somebody else yeah. and he was like Yes, that means you're no longer my doctor. Uh, do you want to go for coffee or something? Hey, like that? hey. I, I just, I don't know, I still feel like... But I just, I think there should be that kind of level. Do you think you could date a psychiatrist? No, because I feel like they would just pure psychoanalyse you, every single thing that you yeah. did, or anything that you said. They'd just be like, hmm, interesting. Tell me more. And you'd be like, bitch, I'm not your patient. I just want a serious conversation with you. Do you know what I mean? I know. And anything that you do, like, uh, you know, I'm a wee bit OCD, so, like, I feel like they would just be picking up on that all the time. To be fair, you are used to lying on a couch and talking shite. I'm going to go over there and punch <laughs> you in the face. I don't care if they can hear it. <laughs> just say. Eh, eh, you, you play the part well. Eh, takes one at no one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sitting over the other side talking shite. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's... Do you know what I like about it, right? Oh, absolutely. Do you know, well, I, there's a lot to like about it, but see, one of the things I like about it most, mm -hmm. see the eye for detail from Martin Scorsese. So, I don't know if you know this, right, but it's a remake of a film. Oh. It's from a Hong Kong film from the early 2000s, I think it was. Okay. But Martin Scorsese is obviously one of the best filmmakers ever. And one of his favourite films was the original Scarface. Oh, yeah. So back 1930s. Mm -hmm. But in that film, or in um, The Departed, what he did was people who were marked for death, people who were going to die, characters who were going to get killed, or in every death scene, there was an X. Was there? Yeah, there was a cross. So in scenes where... Jack Nixon, Frank Costello, when I seen where he was there, there was a big cross over his face, basically. When there was a scene with um, Matt Damon. Spoiler. And there was a cross. Same with Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, basically, at the end of the story, they'll end up dying anyway. Apart from Wahlberg. Apart from Wahlberg, he's... And you know what? There wasn't a scene with a cross over him. I wasn't not gonna lie, yeah. I, I paid attention, but not that much attention. I'm going to, this is one of these ones now. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew before. Because mm -hmm. the same scene when um, Martin Sheen's character, yep. and he gets flung off the roof. Oh, aye. You well, see when he's falling through the the air, basically falling through the sky. Mm -hmm. There's a window with a big cross on it. Right. So is it a case of any scene they're in? There's an X in the background, or is it just at their no, death I, scene? I think there's it's a case of at the start they're marked. Oh, right, okay. And then, oh, on, so sometimes, like... oh, on some scenes where someone dies, there's a cross there as well. Oh. So what's that got to do with Scarface? Because that was um, like part of the original Scarface as well. Oh, okay. That was like a wee detail from okay. that. Can you answer so me just... this? Mm -hmm. One of my things that was like, what's the point in that? So, at the start, when you see young Matt Damon, mm -hmm. And he's sitting on the bench and he's looking at this big building with the, with the gold dome. Yeah. And the guy's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, just, just looking. And you're like, very cool. Maybe all that. And obviously it pans onto the, the building with the big, with the big golden dome. And then obviously when he graduates and gets a job and all that kind of stuff, you then see him going in and he's 
buying the apartment which overlooks mm -hmm. this building yeah, yeah. with the golden dome and then obviously right at the very end where you see the rat in the window mm -hmm. again it's overlooking the big golden dome so what's the purpose of that building that building well what's the need for it because i feel like they were like reference to it but they were actually acknowledged i'm going to give you a what it was about i'm going to give you a wee fact yeah, first and foremost before i answer your uh, question because it's just one of those ones that they kept like not all the time referring to it, but it's one of those ones that they also made a point of you as if you are being drawn to it yeah but then didn't actually explain because, what it was right first of all a wee fun fact for or you the see for the it. see the apartment that matt damon apartment. moved into uh -huh. it was actually like the top floor of a library oh. and it's obviously been done for the all right so they've just like taken over the top floor yeah. and but that building with the gold dome mm -hmm. is the Massachusetts State House. So that's like, it's in Beacon Hill, um, which basically means that that's the uh, the seat of the government for Massachusetts. So it's like a government building. Right, okay. So is it then? But so, I feel like they should have told you that. Well, so then you could then like have a metaphor of... Boston landmark. I mean, I don't go... I don't... We have been to Boston. We have done the tour. <laughs> they explained to like, us. What Massachusetts? When we State were on that, when looked... we were on the doctors, right on that wee boat. Not gonna lie, yeah, I was more interested in the wee character guy that was driving us about because he was quite funny than actually pay attention but... to any of the apart from the big ugly building which we saw. It's. But it's one of those ones. I feel like Basically they... the capital, the state capital. Yeah, but I feel like they could have maybe done a wee. By the way, just to... just to let you know. They shouldn't need to. All right, so you're telling me right now that our listeners and. America, not that we've got any, but the listeners in America, if you were to pan to City Chambers, they would know exactly what that is. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel but, like they could, because then that would have helped with the whole like, metaphors. It's obviously him looking down on the government and like being a wee bit more like, I'm so close, but you'll never know it was me. Aye. Uh -huh. But that's essentially what it is. It's, it's the seat ca state capital. And a seat for the government. So that's essential. Well, I feel like they could have made that your prominent. I know you kind of spoke on the end there. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the ending? I liked it. You liked the ending? No. Big Matt Wahlberg coming in. Pew, pew. Right, so obviously. But I kind of feel like. Everyone's well, deeds pretty much. Everyone's right. deed apart from Matt Wahlberg. And, uh, but I quite liked it because he obviously, like, he got dismissed because obviously shit hit the fan and, and they punched Matt Damon. And then. Alec Baldwin was like, two weeks paid vacation, get uh, out uh -huh. my office. So then you don't hear of him. And I just thought, me, uh, I was just like, all oh, right, okay, that'll be it then. And then obviously right at the end, because I was like, oh! Well, every, at this point, everyone... Everyone's deep, and you're like, off, oh, fuck, Matt Damon's going to get away with it. Leonardo DiCaprio's got Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. He's going away with him, basically. Mm -hmm. Going to hand him in. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. In the lift. In the lift with the ex. I've seen the ex that time. See? Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio got shot. Right. And this is when you realise that there's more than one rat in the, in the police. Boston police. Uh-huh. Because then the guy but that then, shot him was like, what, did you think it was only you I that he had under his thumb? But and then, then Matt Damon just goes. Matt Damon was like, oh, mate. And then obviously he shoots, he shoots the other guy. guy. Uh -huh. So at this point you think he's the last man standing. Oh, uh, so you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to get away with it. He's, this is him, he's going to take over yep. the... Underworld. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so he's getting away with it, but he goes back home, and it's quite 
Interesting because when he gets off the lift in his lonely apartment, mm-hmm. the wee woman with the dog. Aye, because he was all. She goes to pet the dog and, and she pulls away. So, again, you think he's starting to become a wee bit isolated already. He's starting mm. to think, well, it's Nobody literally really... just him Aye. left alone now. Nobody really wants to. Uh huh, because at this point, obviously, the his girlfriend's left him because she found out that she was. That he was, he was undercover, I because Leonardo DiCaprio sent the. Aye, the tapes. The CD. So, you think he is literally just alone now? Yeah. Nothing else to it. But then he gets in, and Mark Wahlberg is there, dressed up in... Oh, he has his wee fuzzy boots on, doesn't he? Aye. So they didn't leave any footprints or any... Smart. um, He wasn't touching anything. There was no sort of forensic evidence of Mm -hmm. him being there. Mm -hmm. So he goes in, and he shoots him. Well, the thing is, Matt Damon, so you see him kind of going in. He goes to close the door. But he notices obviously Mark Wahlberg and he's like, well, and then he goes to turn and then shut the door, but Mark Wahlberg aye, just... Aye. So I think as well, he was just resigned. Like, that's it. Aye, that's it. I'm mm. done. Indeed. I've made it. I've had a good run. But indeed. But the very last scene, mm-hmm. you've already mentioned it, was it pans out over... Aye, the apartment right uh-huh. out the window. Onto the gold building that we now know what it is. <laughs> but it pans out onto that and you see the wee rat yep. running along the balcony. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on that? Is that a really good metaphor or is it cheesy or. I thought it was a wee bit cheesy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I got it. It was the whole fact that, like like you said at the start, everyone's a rat. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it, but. You could have just not had it there and just panned out on it. Well, there was a Kickstarter campaign oh. by someone, I don't know where he was, all in America somewhere, mm. to raise, and he calculated it all out to say he would need to raise $4,000 to have that rat digitally edited out of the film. So he raised the money to do it just because he thought it was such a cheesy last scene. The film was absolutely brilliant. He loved the film, loved everything about it. But because that rat <laughs> ran across the balcony, he wanted rid of the rat. Oh man, some people have got far too much time in their hands. So he just thought that it didn't need to be. I mean, I get it. That laid bare like, for him. Um, I get it. That like it was a wee bit cheesy. There wasn't really much need for it. But at the same time, I don't think I'm that fussed. That would then go on that. Well, <laughs> just to be like, do you want to just, just tip X that wee bit out for me? Well, the thing is, like I say, the film's on for two and a half hours, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. With the rats on screen for what, four seconds? Is there much need to go to that much? No. But the thing is, he raised the money. Which well, also means that he's not the only one. Ah, exactly. Yeah, that or a lot of people just. I think it turned out that somebody did, somebody did it for free. So as he was raising the money, Someone else just said, well, don't give the guy the money, just I'll do it for free. Aye. But I think that was like... But I don't know. Until I started reading up about it, I didn't realise it was such a big deal. It's one of those ones that, see, when I seen it, I was like, right, I get it. Everyone's a rat. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't, like, like, seriously offended that I had to then get it digitally removed from Uh the film. I was just kind of like... There's that building again that I don't know anything about. <laughs> I, think it, I think it makes sense. Last week we said, obviously, everyone's an iceberg. No, you said. <laughs> you adult a Phil shit. <laughs> I'm sure you agreed. Um, we said that everyone's an iceberg. This week, we're mm-hmm. saying, 
everyone's a rat. Well, speak can, yourself. Can I trust anyone? I'm a diamond in the rough. Um, <laughs> Again, I'll come over there. <laughs> so I, I, I understand that. I quite like these wee metaphors in the films. Yeah. I quite. Uh, yeah, okay. And to be honest, these gangster films are usually full of metaphors More. like that anyway. So I can understand it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will um, take from it, and I think I said it to you when we were watching it, they need to bring back flip phones. Flip phones? Flip phones. Like, yeah, I just feel everything was so much more dramatic when you were hanging up on somebody with a flip phone. Yeah, that's true. Just like, bye. Rather than, oh, hold on, need to swipe and do that. It's still not very difficult to hang up on someone. No, it's not, but I just feel like for, for cinematic purposes, flip phones, they need to ever come back. Samsung I've got. I'm pretty phone. sure like that one costs like two hundred pound, and I'd be scared to slam it down anyway because I'm I think it's a wee bit more than two hundred pound. Maybe two hundred pound a month, but um, aye, aye. But no, I there was a lot of tense scenes. It was a, it was a really good film. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. What do you think of the amount of swearing in it? Were you busting the amount of swearing? No, 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 bother me. Then there was. 237, I think it was, 237 F-words. Was it? I'm not going to lie, I did not pick up on the swearing at all, apart from maybe like Mark Wahlberg when he was going... Ah, he was going... But I think it was just more because it, they were also trying to get the contrast between Alec Baldwin, well, Alec Baldwin, the other guy, Martin Sheen, mm-hmm. and Mark Wahlberg's characters, because obviously he was the kind of more experienced, he's the chief, he's in charge, he's the cool, calm, collected thinks everything through, thinks before he talks, that kind of thing. You know, see Mark Wahlberg who was just like, F this, F that, yeah. F you, F it all. It's a hot wire. Uh-huh. So you did kind of go, well, he's a bit OTT, isn't he? But I didn't really pick up on the swearing, but I don't know if that's just because I swear all the time anyway. So. No, you do. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the road, do you know the only bit that I was not necessarily confused about, but it made me question it a wee bit. Okay. So, you know how when they're about to chuck Mark Machine off the off the, off the building? Yep. And Leonardo DiCaprio gets a phone call? Yep. And he gets told the wrong address? Yep. But he turns up at the real address because yep. he's already... Yeah, and he gets splattered with... Aye. So as he's walking down, he gets splattered with blood. Mm-hmm. But one of the wee gangsters... Mm-hmm. Badly injured and he's mm-hmm, he gets shot mm-hmm. and he's dying. But when they're back in their wee safe house, he calls Leonardo DiCaprio over and says, "Look, I told you the wrong address. How did you know it was the real address? I know you're a rat." Paraphrasing slightly, mm-hmm. but he knew that Leonardo DiCaprio was mm-hmm. undercover. Mm-hmm. Why did they not just tell people? Because he was also an undercover cop. No, he wasn't. They just said that. The police said that he was an undercover cop, so that. It made the gangsters think Are you sure that... he wasn't just an undercover cop? No, no. How do you know? Because this is what Costello said. He said that the police are saying that he's undercover so that we think the rat is dead. But we know it's not. I just took it as... Because the was police... Actually, I... He was actually a cop undercover for a lot longer. No, no, no. Than... It was the police that said he was un- undercover, but he wasn't actually. Because... If the police say, yeah, he's an undercover cop, 
then Frank Costello and all the other gangsters will think, well, that's it, that's it over with, because the rat's dead now. He was a cop, now he's dead. Problem solved. But in actual fact... Maybe he was. But he wasn't. That's but the story. How, how do you know? Because that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you not... I can't do this. <laughs> no, but how do you not know, right, Dublin, right, yeah, he was an undercover cop. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Did you know what, what you said 10 minutes ago? You pay attention to I the films. You obviously don't. I do. But obviously I didn't at that bit. But to me, why would it not be that he was an undercover cop, but Jack Nicholson was like, no, they're just saying he's an under, he was an undercover cop. Yeah. He's no actually. But it turns out that he was actually an undercover cop. And he's just, he just, he, Jack Nicholson just doesn't trust but anybody at that point. if he was an undercover point. cop, why did like, none of the police officers, the detectives, Because nobody knew. It? Nobody knew. But even when it came out in the news report saying that he was undercover, nobody in the actual police department mentioned it. Because nobody knew. That was the whole point. Mark Wahlberg had a secret file that all the undercover people were in and only he and the big chief guy who's nah, now splattered up. You are talking shite. Who am I? Because A, you never paid attention to the film. Is it? And B, your argument is flawed. Your argument I is flawed. I can't again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So that was the only bit I didn't really. Well, maybe he wanted out. Maybe he wanted to use the fact that he knew Leonardo DiCaprio was under the cover cop to then either blackmail him or use him as an out from the mob to be like, look, look, no, but at that at that point, no, like, he must have just been like, well, do you know what, bad. Maybe didn't like Jack Nicholson. Maybe, maybe. I just thought. Out in a blaze of glory. Aye. Grass the rat. Mm. Then you're dead anyway, so. I know, you'll be dead anyway. Do you know Jack Nicholson and Frenchie, Ray Winston? Winston, what was his name? Yep. Yeah. Didn't get on with each other. What did they know? Nah. Mm. And that's why he's now ended up doing Bet365 adverts and knowing any, any other Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. That's the power of Jack Nicholson. That's it, if you tarnish. If you don't get on with Jack Nicholson, then your name's tarnished. You just don't make it. You just, that's it. Chucked out on onto Bet365. Mm-hmm. Remember when the fun stops? Stop. <laughs> oh dear. Oh man. So. Yes. Any other points on? Um, I think that was me. That it was an alright film, but I, I, I just don't understand how they can of like they can just graduate and then all of a sudden become detectives. I mean, I also feel as well like I think I would like to know that somebody was like a rat or you know working for the other side. I think I would like, like, especially the police, like, they had no idea, like, at all. Yeah, but then it proves that you're good at your job. Well, I suppose I, I yeah. So out of five? Mm, probably out of four. Disgusting. <laughs> Shake your head, haven't you? You're disgusting. Oh, come on. Right, what about you? Five. What about you? 4.7. I mean, I feel like you've been serious. 4.7. I'm going for it. 4.7. Aye. Okay. I think it's a brilliant film. Oh, it's I, a very good film. It's one of, it is one of my favourites. A very good film, but aye. Do you want to hear some fun facts? Yeah, go for that. Let me hear. Uh, well, do you Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently that um, 
What's his face? Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, wanted Al Pacino for Costello rather than Jack Nicholson. Alright, oh, okay. Mm. Nah. Mm, mm, I don't know. I think like Al Pacino, like you just leave him with the ones that he's in. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how it would have been with Aye. Al Pacino. I love Al Pacino, but um, I I don't know. Nah. Nah. Prefer Jack Nicholson did it. Um, what's his Leonardo DiCaprio? Yep. The way he describes his character in the film mm-hmm. was basically just him being in a constant twenty-four-hour panic attack. Well, and yeah. you go with that as the film went on, yeah. like he was down on the drugs and yep. shaking all the time. Just um, para all the time. Aye. But mm-hmm. as I said to you, like you would give yourself a stress ulcer living that that life, mm-hmm. especially if you didn't have even like go up the road. You've got nobody you can then vent to. You'd be like, oh my god, my day was for shit. I had to kill like, three guys and pretend I didn't like it. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I... That's me. Cool. Yeah. It was, it was alright. It was good. It was good. Was... Although, do you know what it does do? Oh. So, I know we started this episode four of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we'd watched a few of the films. Before we done any yeah, podcast. Yeah, because we realised that we do actually talk quite Aye. a bit. But it ties Leonardo DiCaprio. With Titanic. With. Titanic. No, no, no. It ties Leonardo DiCaprio with Meatloaf for the most deaths in the films yeah. we've watched. Yeah. That's. Um, two for two. Two for Leonardo DiCaprio, Titanic and Departed. Mm-hmm. And two for Meatloaf when we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show and Fight Club. Yeah. Two each. Two each. I don't know if there are any other films on the list, mind you, but... I'm sure I could find one. Um, Meatloaf kind of just pops up and dies five minutes. It's one of those ones that you don't even realise, like, he's in a film and then you're just like, is that... And then he's gone. Is that Meatloaf? Oh, no, he's dead. Never mind. So it's two each. Okay. I don't realise this is something I'm keeping track of. No, I nearly died until I thought... Okay. I think we watched two Meatloaf films back-to-back and we watched two Leonardo DiCaprio films back-to-back. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Are you want to tell everyone what we're watching next week? Well, it's your choice, so you can tell me. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. So get yourself ready for some really bad impress- impersonations. What? T-Rexes? No, you can do T-Rexes. I'll be like, welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. That one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of these ones that we might actually agree we on. We might get on quite well with yeah. this one. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like that's not going to be. It's going to be a very short podcast then next week if we've not got much to, to talk on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be good. Just the first one. Uh, yeah, I think it was just the first one. I think it's the trilogy, like the original three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just Jurassic Park. It wasn't then like the Jurassic World ones. Okay, um, that's fine. So I know how much time I need to set aside for you. Well, thanks. <laughs> Glad I could take any consideration. <laughs> uh, so, so romantic. Oh, let me see if I can pencil in some half an hour for a podcast. Thanks very much. And you're pushing at the right. Um, what is three minutes? I don't know. Uh, you want to tell everyone where we're at? Yes. Yeah, so if you obviously, as ever, want to get in contact with us, you can do so on Twitter at film underscore shady. Um, drop us any comments, any films that you want us to review 
anything that you think is worth a watch. Um, aye, mm. at all. Until next week. Until next week. See you later. Yep. Bye, guys.